What is going on? Welcome back to the Nosa Wrestling Podcast. This is your host, and uh, today... Well, today we're going to be doing a completely non-scripted episode. So usually episodes are scripted, or, or narrative episodes are scripted, but most topic-based episodes have an outline, uh, just like things I read, make sure I hit on. Not this one. Uh, so I'm currently swinging out of a, a cold or the flu or something. Um, just I haven't been feeling well. And I didn't intend on making anything because I wasn't feeling well. But um, these, <clears throat> excuse me, these latest releases, they they demand that I speak on them. Uh, so in the past year, WWE's released it has released over a hundred talents. Uh, this includes guys like Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. Um, with the newest round, John Morrison, Braun Strowman, um, Hit Row, so many people, more people than I can list, quite honestly, Aleister Black, or Malachi Black, or Tommy End, or whatever he's called, um, they, they released just a, a ridiculous amount of talent, not only have they released guys, but guys left, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, so, uh, there's no talent <laughs> left, honestly. Um, this newest round, though, John Morrison hit row. Those are those are the out. Those are like the standout guys who are oh, Tegan Knox as well. Um, and you've got <clears throat> the guys from the earlier release that I never talked about: Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, Lucha House Party. Um, that is puzzling to me, because they released pretty much the future, I thought, you know, Hit Row had a chance to be a solid, uh, faction, I know Vince never saw it this way, but I thought Swerve had, like, world champion material, he was world champion material, um, I definitely thought Karrion Cross could be WWE champ one day, I thought Keith Lee could be a world champ one day, <clears throat> but no, they were all released, um, <laughs> what are you doing, what are you doing, WWE, what are you doing, uh, who's in charge of the budget cuts, Nick Khan, Vince, what are you guys doing, what's happening, <laughs> I don't get it, man, they released these guys, is it because they believe in their crop of future talent, do you believe that? Joe Gacy could come to Raw tomorrow and main event WrestleMania against John Cena. Do you think he's selling out an arena? Ron Breaker? I think he could, actually. He's really good. <laughs> he's really good. He's really solid. Um, do you think Duke Hudson could? I love Carmelo Hayes. Do you think he could right now? Um, do you think Von Wagner could main event WrestleMania right now? <laughs> No, um, I don't believe any of those guys could. I think that maybe one day some of them could. Um, Duke Hudson, maybe. Braun Breaker. Von Wagner. I think maybe. Uh, the thing with Von Wagner is that he needs a character. <laughs> um, he lacks a character. <laughs> he has no personality whatsoever. 
He is just, look at me, I am a big, strong guy. I am the son of a new generation wrestler. Except WWE would never tell you that for some reason. Um, yeah, it's just, why, what, why, where, when, why, 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 why? Why are you releasing these guys? Um, these are guys that want to work for you. These are guys that want to work for you. And these are guys that we want to see wrestle. You know, I want to see Karen Cross wrestle. I want to see Keith Lee wrestle. I want to see Hit Row. So why are you doing this? Why are you releasing guys? Uh, the product, man. It's just, it's fundamentally broken. There's something wrong with it down to its core something at the core of the WWE product right now is broken and quite honestly it can't be fixed and further I think that CM Punk when he dropped that pipe bomb over a decade ago had never spoken truer words (laughs) Everything he said in that promo <clears throat> has been realized. Um, and it's shocking because at the time, I was a kid. I was like five years old. Um, well, I wasn't five. I think I was older than that. Maybe seven. Um, but his promo rings true 11 years later, 12 years later. And... <clears throat> I think that there's no way to fix the WWE with Vince McMahon dead, uh, Vince McMahon alive, or alive sounds morbid, with Vince McMahon in charge. (laughs) There's no way to fix it as long as Vince McMahon and his yes-men and his yuppies are all sitting at the top. Because Vince is blind right now. He's out of touch. He's blind. Um. He's lost his touch. He's lost his mojo. He's no longer a wrestling genius. I can't even say that he is a good wrestling booker at this point in time. It is just... It's just bad. He, he's putting out a bad wrestling product. Is there any difference between what, what you watch on a weekly basis of Raw and SmackDown and NXT 2.0? Is there a big difference between that and Impact? Yeah, Impact shorter. <laughs> And they might have better show structure. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's akin to like 2014 TNA. That's what we're watching right now. That's how bad the product is. And um, I'm gonna be real with you, 100% honest with you. I haven't sat down and watched a full episode of Monday Night Raw or NXT. Well, I haven't watched a full episode of NXT since it rebranded. But I haven't watched a full episode of Raw or SmackDown since maybe 2019? <laughs> it has been so long. I It's just... It's bad. It's a bad product to watch. It's uninteresting. It's boring. It's kind of depressing. See how far the show's fallen to watch Michael Cole get excited about nothing. I feel bad for him. Honestly, I feel bad for anybody who works for that terrible company. They don't value their employees. They don't value anything. Um, And I always try to be somewhat positive about the WWE. I always do. I try to find the light 
Um, but no, this is just me letting vitriol spill. I'm, I'm tired of watching their product because it's bad. I hate watching bad shows. I don't watch bad TV for fun. So I decided I'm just not going to watch. Now, in 2020, I peeked in. You know, I saw maybe an hour, maybe two hours of Raw, maybe an hour of SmackDown. 2021, um, I want to say after after SummerSlam, I stopped watching shows almost entirely. Um, I'll watch maybe 10 minutes of SmackDown, 20 minutes of SmackDown, 30 minutes of SmackDown if I'm really feeling advantageous that day. Um, but for the most part, I don't even try. I watch I watch post shows, I watch catch-up shows because I can't sit there and watch bad television. I physically can't do it. And that's what it's been since SummerSlam and quite honestly a little bit before that. It's been bad television. Uh, unwatchable television. And who's to blame? Offensive man's to blame. Uh, easily. Quite honestly, it is so easy that he's been manipulated by Nick Khan telling him that he needs to make all these budget cuts to make his his bottom dollar more appealing. No, you don't. You posted record profits last year. That that's impressive. You know, I'm not discounting Vince McMahon's business ability. He's a smart guy, but so is Shane McMahon. And you know who's got almost five times the wrestling IQ of the current wrestling scene? Triple H. Give it to them. <laughs> Come on, Vince. You're almost what is he? Almost 80? Almost 90 years old? Just keep your company away, dude. He's he's out of touch. He's blind. And he doesn't get modern wrestling. Ask a fan what they would rather see in the main event of WrestleMania today. Would you rather see Braun Breaker versus Roman Reigns or Adam Cole versus AJ Styles? You ask any wrestling fan that. And I guarantee you they give you the second answer. Why? Because it's, they're better wrestlers. That's what we want. This land of the giants, buff, macho, steroided, baby oil, pumped up, psychopaths of the 80s. That, that age is over. It is gone. It is, it is gone. It has been gone since the Attitude Era kicked off. Nobody's wanted to watch Land of the Giants nonsense anymore. There's a reason why the Ruthless Aggression era is so fondly remembered. The technical genius of that era. Benoit. uh, Jericho. Edge. Mysterio. Lesnar. Angle. Guys like that. Geniuses in the ring. They're not six foot seven mounds of muscle who could barely walk. Who got the whole Hulk up shtick and that's it. They just push a clothesline and do the Hulk up. And no. No. I get it. <clears throat> You're a PG-13 product. 13-year-olds. At least when I was 13. When I watched wrestling. I wasn't cheering for the massive giants with huge muscles. You know. I was cheering for Jeff Hardy. I was cheering for... When I was 13, it was... Oh, when I was 13, 26, I was cheering for AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Lucha House Party, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, guys like that. I wasn't cheering for 
uh, John Cena and Rusev and all these big dudes because I didn't care. It's not what I cared about. I cared about wrestling. And that's me at 13. When I was 10, I cared about, in 2013, Daniel Bryan, Jericho, guys like that, smaller dudes. That's what I was cheering for. So this whole misbelief or this idea that kids want to root for the big buff guys, that's not true. That's not true. That's not what people want. That's not what the kids want. That's not what the adults want. That's not what your shareholders want. Your stocks, there's no way that they're selling the way that they used to because your product is terrible. I'm not the only person. You know what? I may be one of the last people. I may be one of the biggest sympathizers, one of the last people who really hung in there and was like, no, it'll get better product will get better it just needs time you know it just needs to prove it'll get better I was probably one of the last people to stop watching and you know I don't want to stop wrestling I would stop watching wrestling I don't why would I you know it's it's my favorite thing in the world Um, I like it more than everything I like it more than all of my biggest interests I like it more than Star Wars I like it more than football, you know, but I can't watch it anymore, it's so bad, and it sucks because it's my job, I could become an AEW exclusive type of content creator, but that's not what I want to do, because quite honestly, I don't like the AEW product either, I feel like it just, it tries too hard, man, you know, they've got their own problems, that I can put in a separate video, uh, but I don't know, it's just these budget cuts, these everythings, they are just moronic, the product is bad, management is bad, the fact that in 2021, almost 2022, you are still handing grown men scripts to read for wrestling, grown men and women is absolutely puzzled these guys are passionate they do this they throw themselves at the ground for a living these guys have edge edge has taken years off his life to wrestle and you still hand him a script how about you just ask them why they love to wrestle and put them out there with a live microphone that's one thing I can commend AEW for. I may not like their product. I may think that a uh, Canadian destroyer off the enemy's shoulders is a moronic maneuver, but they get one thing right. They understand that the guys they have signed to those contracts, the guys they have in that locker room, love wrestling. So they give them a microphone and they say, hey, go outside, go out to that ring and tell people why you love wrestling. And that's why their promos are the best in the business. Because they get it. (laughs) They get something that Vince doesn't. We get it, Vince. You've got sponsors. You know, you've got deals you have to fulfill. So does AEW. They've got sponsors. And I bet you that they... I bet you that their sponsors love that they're selling out 200,000 seats on the regular. 
because you're not. You're struggling to sell seats. You, you could barely sell out that Madison Square Garden show. How embarrassing is that? WWE's home. They're mecca. And they struggle to sell it out. It's not like Madison Square Garden's a massive place either. It's not. It's relatively small, actually. Um, it's just embarrassing. The product's terrible. It's a terrible wrestling product. Poorly structured. Um, mind-numbing decision-making. In what world should Jeff Hardy be carrying across? <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. Every single week, every single week I'm expecting either a terrible result, a cringy written promo, or an, a no contest. <laughs> That's my favorite, a no contest. That's exactly what I am always waiting on when I watch these shows, and that that's not what I should wait on. I should not be sitting there just sitting back and expecting the, oh, it's a no contest DQ finish. Nonsense. Utter nonsense. And I don't want to watch it anymore. Um, Survivor Series is tomorrow, which was an interesting, you know, thing to make this episode. I'm going to watch the pay-per-view. I'm going to watch the whole thing. You know, I'm, I'm coming home. I'm going to watch it with my uncle. It's going to be a blast. Um, but if the show's bad, I'm genuinely done watching wrestling. Uh, I, I, I might be. Because I'm on the thinnest, thinnest of ice right now. <laughs> I'm on the thinnest of ice. You've released some of my favorite wrestlers, or you've made their working conditions so poor that they wanted to leave. I, as a matter of fact, you released my favorite wrestler of this generation, Adam Cole. Um... Well, he didn't release him, but he walked because you were going to shave his hair and make him Keith Lee's manager. What? It's it's been to the point where it's not even hubris to say, put me in that booking room and I can make better decisions than that. You know, somebody needs to tell this man to his face that his product's dying. You know, John Laurinaitis and um, Kevin Dunn, Nick Khan, they're all sitting back there and they're telling him, oh, your, pro- your, your product's not bad, you're not out of touch, it's the fans, it's the fans that are out of touch, do you hear how ridiculous you sound, do you, do you hear how ridiculous you sound right now, it's the fans who are out of touch, that's a real report, by the way, that's a quote, that's come out of, the, that's come out of WWE backstage recently, the fans are out of touch, it's not you, it's the fans, You know, I used to watch Kitchen Nightmares, and there was there would always be a chef who would say, oh, no, I, I'm not a bad chef. It's the people who are eating, eating the food who just don't understand the complexities of it. And Gordon would always say, tell them to their face how stupid they sounded. Because your consumers can never be wrong. <laughs> if the mass majority of your consumers are saying, hey, dude, your product sucks, then your product probably sucks. You know, this whole episode, this 20 minutes of it could have been summed up by a quote from Dean Ambrose during his uh, Talk is Jericho uh, interview, where he says the best line, the most truthful line that I think Vince needs to hear. He said, your product sucks, fix it. Yeah, that is correct, John Moxley. 
That is correct. Your product does suck. You need to fix it. Thank you.